Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to Meet the Makers. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Meet the Makers podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking with Adam McBride, the brand new owner of Hickory Creek Winery in Buchanan. We're going to talk about how he fell in love with wine while being uh, stationed in Germany, as well as how his whole dream of owning a winery started with him just writing it down on a piece of paper. You just purchased this place, uh, and you've been here for not very long, right? It feels like I've been here forever, but um, purchased the place on September 8th and really haven't had a day off since. So yeah. when you say I haven't been here very long, I feel like I live here 24 <laughs> hours a day sometimes. But. So so tell me, what's, what's your story? Where did you come from? Yeah, so I grew up and born and raised in Michigan, the kind of the Grand Rapids area, um, actually Allegan County, just a couple counties over from here. Um you know, lived in the same house my whole life till I went off to college, went to Michigan State, um, went into the military right after that. Uh, I was an Air Force officer for eight years. Wonderful. Um, yeah, did some traveling, uh, got to spend some time in Europe. My last duty station was in Germany, and that's kind of where, you know, I got the wine bug a little bit. I was, okay. I was living right in the middle of like wine country. There's Mosul Valley, like Riesling Vineyards yeah. right behind me, like everywhere that I looked and, you know, kind of really fell in love with the wine culture and the way the community all came together at harvest time. And yeah. they have these big wine festivals and all that stuff and like wine flights of different kinds of Riesling and all that stuff. And I think that's kind of when I got the bug of, you know, in the back of my head, like, you know, that'd be cool to do someday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for your service for sure. I've got a brother that's in the Air Force right now and uh, he loves wine as well. Okay. I don't know if it was his yeah. travelings that it was, but he's just he just enjoys it. But uh, you know that is a, a really great thing. So you you know you served the military. You're back now, um, and so you uh, thought, hey, why don't I purchase a winery? Well, Where did that idea come from for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't go straight from the military into right. the wine business. So I, I went. In, I was a logistics officer for the for the Air Force, and that transitioned nicely into working with Steelcase. For a few years, mm-hmm. working with Stryker, I ran trucking fleets, Okay, um, directed warehousing operations, did that stuff for, for a few years. Um, but actually, I was at a uh, kind of a, a corporate leadership event. And mm-hmm. part of that, we had this this coach there, kind of this professional coach. And he was talking to several of us. And he, we did this thing called a dream inventory. Okay. So he's like, all right, write down. There was 100 blank spaces on these sheets of paper. He's like, write down your craziest goals, just everything that you can think of. Yeah. Like, nothing is stupid here. So... I put stuff like get my master's degree at some point, you know, get promoted, sure. kind of all that stuff that people typically put. But yeah, I also put, I want to have a winery someday. So wow. I don't know if like writing that down on a piece of paper and seeing it kind of anchored it into my mind, but that was 2012, Okay, you know, and I still had a few years left that I spent with uh, the company was Kenco, the logistics mm-hmm. provider for Stryker. Still had a couple of years left with those guys and but always in the back of my mind was kind of positioning myself for it. So I went and got my MBA from Michigan state started that, I think in 2014 with the idea of I'm going to run a business. I better know how to do it. Right. Right. So got the MBA done and um, then left my, left my job and jumped into this. Wow. Yeah. And so it's been, I mean, it's been a short period of time, but uh, you know, a bit of a change, right? Yeah. Huge, huge. So I, I go from, 
you know, having a hundred employees, 200 employees, you right. know, where I've, I'm managing managers who have supervisors yep. who have, you know, the guys who are doing all the stuff on the ground to, to here it's, it's me. And we have one other full-time guy who manages our tasting room and then, you know, a couple part-time guys and some seasonal help, but you know, I'll, I could be a bartender, a janitor, sure. the truck driver. I'm doing all that stuff hands on. So it's a it's a pretty radical change. Yeah. And, sure. well, and even then also, I mean, you go from, like you said, the corporate setting where, you know, you probably have a wear a dress shirt and tie. Now you can uh, wear a flannel shirt and jeans. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Fringe benefit. I yeah. like it, though. That is a definite uh, bit of a change. But uh, so, you know, you thought, hey, with this winery, everything's going great. Um, but purchasing it what you know you're not that that old of a guy you're what what did you say 40? 40 years old yeah 40 years old and you yeah. thought let's do this yeah that's awesome yeah um so uh, so this past few months you know you're this past few weeks really um you've been here right at the peak of harvest season too yeah. so what, what what was that like for you I mean, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. You, you know, you're trying to get your feet on the ground, get your business started. First mm -hmm. of all, like there's enough work that goes into that, right. you know, setting up your, your books and payroll and HR and all that stuff that goes along with just setting up a business. But then you're, you know, I've got empty tanks that I need to fill up. Sure. So I made a pretty aggressive grape purchase to, just to get a bunch of fruit mm -hmm. in here um, to get those tanks filled and get our inventory where it needed to be. And the tasting room is hopping. Like yeah. it's, it's just crazy. It's our busiest time of the year for people mm -hmm. coming in, especially on weekends. So, you know, it's just, like I said, I don't, I think I told you earlier, I haven't had a day off since I, I, I got the place right. and it's, it's busy, but it's fun. You know, like I'm enjoying it mm -hmm. and it's, you know, there's times that I don't leave here until 11 o'clock at night and I'm in here at five in the morning and, but it's, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about, something I'm enjoying, but there's a steep learning curve too. That's for sure. Definitely. And, and that's the thing that I, what I love, uh, you know, being doing this podcast and visiting all these different wineries and breweries and distilleries along the maker's trail is that, you know, you kind of uncover what goes into that bottle, all the, all the work, all the hours, all that, that happens just to make, you know, one or a case uh, of wine. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of uh, tender love and care Certainly. Um, and dedication. And, uh, you know, I, this year, uh, from what I've heard from a lot of the wineries, you came into a good harvest, right. which, which is helpful as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the harvest has been great. And, you know, that's another thing about this career field or this industry, yeah. you know, here in Southwest Michigan is the other wineries are like, it truly is a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's collaboration. Um, you know, I sourced fruit from four different farms that are around here and, you know, a couple of them are wineries as well. So mm -hmm. you could look at them as competitors, but everybody's here trying to teach and trying to, you know, set you up for success. You know, like we as Hickory Creek can't, can't operate alone. We couldn't be out there on an right. island by ourselves. We have to have the domain Barians and the round barns and Barota founders and all those guys around to create this destination. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the other winemakers and owners are, they're not shy about giving advice and, you know, trying to teach you and like, here's what I do. This is the kind of yeast you might want to use. Sure. Like this is like maybe do your malolactic fermentation at this time. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting a lot of support from from those kind of guys. Yeah, because a long time. Cause like you've, you've said, uh, your you know, your extensive training as well into the, you know, education of, of wine making and all of that stuff. But then the, you know, the act of actually doing it in Southwest Michigan and then anybody that knows how this, all this stuff reacts, all this fruit and all that you can't learn right. 
but in a textbook or anything like that, you, you learn by, uh, you know, just playing around and having some fun. Right. Right. You know, and, and even just getting enough fruit to fill up those tanks, you know, that's, that was a question mark going into the, into the summer when I was really working on it with the previous owner. It's like, you know what, you need to get your grape order in. So right. start talking to the different farmers and the, the different vineyards out here, you know, so I would make some phone calls and even at that point, some were questionable. It's like, I don't know how the harvest is going to turn out, mm -hmm. you know, and as we got closer and closer to the September, October timeframe, things started to look really good. And you know, my goal was to get, I think it was 12 tons of fruit in here. And I ended up with, I think 16. So wow. excellent harvest and, and good quality fruit too, as well. That's amazing. And so, uh, you know, kind of dipping back to, uh, what you're saying about when you had that, that corporate meeting, uh, where the guy asked you about your goals. So now that that one goal, I guess, of owning a winery is kind of scratched off. What are your goals uh, here with Hickory Creek Winery? What is what is your plan for the future, I guess? Yeah, I mean, so so Eric and Jane Wagner, they were the previous owners of the mm -hmm. winery. I mean, they really set this place up for success. They, I mean, you've got a glass of our 2012 Merlot right yeah, there. Yeah, and I have not tried it yet. And you said it is one of the best. Uh, yeah. And you, you were uh, saying it's just, it's amazing. And it smells amazing. I'm, I will take a drink. But tell me about what you were saying about your plants. Yeah, so so the, I mean, my first goal is to be able to make a wine like that. Right. So I've got Merlot in the tank right now. And, you know, I, I taste it during different parts of the fermentation mm -hmm. and after malolactic and like that's what I'm judging it off from. Right. Like, can I make a wine that is that quality? So that's my first goal is really to carry on the level of quality that has been here for, for years ahead of me. So I have a lot of respect for that and I want to keep that, that tradition going. So, yeah. And this is what I, what I also love is, you know, driving up here I just, you know, anywhere you go in wine country, it's just, uh, in this Southwest Michigan wine country area, it just feels like you're in a totally different place. It does. I mean, you just have the the rolling hills usually of the vineyards, and then you get this beautiful red barn, um, and everything looks amazing. And uh, you you having fun, yeah. uh, like you said, working tons of hours. But uh, the it's the uh, fruits of your labor, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah, no, no pun intended, <laughs> right? Um, so so what you said you're working on a Merlot. What are some of the other things you're working on? I think we have maybe ten varietals that we've got going. So the, the first one is, and we're sitting in our tank room now. Yeah. Um, that Chardonnay, that 500 liters mm -hmm. of Chardonnay that we have right there is that was the first press, the first crush that that I did. Um, so we've got Chardonnay, we've got Viognier, um, Pinot Gris. We've got a bunch of Cabernet Franc. Mm -hmm. um, we've got we made a rosé out of some of that as well. We've got the Merlot that we just talked about. Um, let's see, a, a little bit of Syrah. I wasn't able to get a lot of sure. those grapes, but some, some Chamberson that we came across mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago and. Someone said, Hey, I've got some Chamberson. I'll, I'll yeah. give you a good deal on it. And I'm like, you know what? I need another red wine. So, sure. so let's do it. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've got. That might be it, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. And they're, they're all just unique, different fruits. Like you treat a Chardonnay much different than you'd treat right. uh, a Pinot Gris. Oh, we've got a Riesling as well that I forgot to mention. So. Well, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned that, that how it kind of started for you, the love for, for Riesling. Yep. So, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward when that, uh, is all done and ready to, to try that for sure. Yep. Um, but what I've noticed, uh, you know, since, since you took over here at Hickory Creek winery, um, I noticed that on social media, they've been, uh, sharing this the pictures of you, you know, working here in the, in the, in the wine area. Um, but 
they kind of joke around that you're the guy that doesn't smile. Yeah. And you've met me, so you know it's yeah. not true. It's right? definitely not so. true. First, first time I saw you, I was smiling. So. Yeah. Um, but so why, was that just a, somebody was making fun of you or just thought well, it's, it's kind of your thing? Yeah, no I guess, smiling at him. I guess it's kind of it's kind of become a thing. So um, but no, that the story behind that is a picture. I think it was taken a couple years okay. back, back in my, my sure. corporate days. I was at a groundbreaking. OK, one of my friends was out there and he's he's an amateur photographer, does uh -huh. a really nice job. And he snapped this picture. And as he was looking back through the, the camera roll later, he's uh -huh. like, man, that's that turned out to be a really nice picture. Adam. Right. Very professional looking kind of, yeah. you know, astute, very serious. And he's like, you should use that as like your LinkedIn profile. I'm like, oh, OK, great. That's awesome. Perfect. Like, yeah. And I have this professional picture. So it was kind of my like I, I use it for a couple different things. And, you know, I'm like, well, as part of the introduction of myself to, you know, to my new customers and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like I'll throw a picture on there. Yeah. And, yeah, I got some grief for, for that. <laughs> my my dad came across it on our website. My dad's not a super tech savvy guy, but sure. he, was, he was talking with uh, some of the guys he used to work with. And he's like, yeah, my son's got this winery. Um, so they pulled up the website and he sees the picture and he's like, son, you got to do something a little bit different about right. that picture. Why are you so mad? Like you're, <laughs> you own a winery now. Like you should be happy about that. So I, I might have to change that up, but it's, a, it's become a little bit of a running joke. No, I love it. And I think it's great uh, because, uh, you know, when you do come here to, to Hickory Creek Winery, uh, you will definitely see Adam's smiling face. Thanks for vouching for me. Smiling. I promise. Yep. Uh, by the way, I do want to say that Merlot is, is fantastic. Yeah. 2012, a lot of time in the barrel, really soft tannins in there. Um, you can even see a little bit of the, like, it's got a, t a little bit of tawniness to it, mm -hmm. a little bit of brown around the edges. Like it's, it's a beautiful wine. That's a beautiful and delicious wine for sure. And we have about one case left, so wow. that'll be gone this weekend. So. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. This, yeah. You know, I've, I've learned a lot about not only you, but you know, the great things that you guys are doing, uh, here at Hickory Creek winery. Um, I'm really looking forward to all the things you have for the future. Yeah, we're excited about the wines that we're working on right now. Hopefully they turn out well and we can have a, a product out there that we're proud of. And uh, look forward to having you back to, to do some tasting with us. Definitely, for sure. And you should be planning your trip here uh, along the Maker's Trail uh, just by coming here to Hickory Creek Winery in Buchanan. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Meet the Makers. We'd love for you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember, it's all brought to you by the Makers Trail. Plan your route at makerstrail.org.